0: For the most entertaining talk anywhere, stay tuned to L.A. Talk Radio, your real talk stage. You'll live 24 hours of commercial-free programming. Here I'm and
1: you'll listen to Sean Green on the green room. Wow!
0: like a homeless man trying to change his
2: life live from Sherman Oaks California it's the green room with Sean Green tonight's guest writer Matthew Sullivan and as always we'll be taking your calls and now here's your host Sean
1: Green Alright everyone, welcome to the program, we're doing it live back in studio here in beautiful Sherman Oaks, California, it's my pleasure to bring you the green room, and it's also my pleasure to mention that the show is uh, being sponsored by LegalZoom.com, LegalZoom.com is of course the leader in self-help legal services, you log on to LegalZoom.com, enter the referral code GREEN at checkout, and you're going to get a special green room discount. Speaking of special, my left-hand man, the employee of the year, Logan Lysico, Logan, how does it feel? Happy 2011! Oh, well, thank you, man. <laughs> how do you how does it feel being named? I just announced it. We're gonna have a big presentation. It Feels great. I that's two years in a row, isn't it? Uh, no. Last year, um, last year I gave it to myself, but uh, oh damn it. This year I, I, I decided forgot. to decided to give you the honor. I don't um, really listen to the show, so I forgot about that. Right? No, it's obvious. It's obvious you're not <laughs> a. Uh, how was how was your New Year's? I'm not Logan? a green machine. Green machine. That's right. Instead of green heads from now on. Sean Green fans will be known as Green Machines. So uh, thank you to all the Green Machines for tuning in. 2010, we have we have a ton of stuff going on in 2011. I'm really stoked personally, and uh, we have some big-name comedians coming up, so you're going to want to stay tuned to the program, not only tonight, but to future programs. Let's just get things started, Logan. No more messing around. I'd like to welcome on friend and uh, now uh, budding showbiz legend, screenwriter Matt Sullivan. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Hello, Internet Radio World.
3: First off, I would like to thank Sean Green for pulling me off the street and giving this golden radio
1: voice the chance to shine on the Internet Radio. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks for being here, Golden uh, Internet Radio. Yeah, thank I mean, you. <laughs> He is, He's is the chaps to be a uh, radio DJ, but is still somehow homeless. How did he pull it off? Well, there were a couple
3: years, low points, if you will, where I was using drugs. I spent about 6 months as a male prostitute. Uh lost my clientele. Then I uh, went back to the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh thank you for having me. This is great. Uh it's great to be here in studio with Sean and Logan. Yep. It is. Yeah. So it's a pleasure And to uh, have you. and congrats Logan uh for your uh, employee of the
1: year. That's, thank that's an you. impressive. Yeah, one. it's Logan it's and an, uh get, I don't honor. I don't know if I um, I didn't go over this before, but it actually entitles you to one country breakfast from Coral, courtesy of me. So,
2: Woo! Um. Oh, yeah!
1: <laughs> now, now, Logan, that's not, that's not fake enthusiasm, right? You really no. enjoy... Now, describe what's in a country breakfast for people at home. Oh, I love the home. two
2: eggs I get. I love okay. the two sausage links I get. I love the hash browns I get with that meal. And I love the biscuits and gravy. And what
1: else... I think that's it. Large Coke. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's Logan's typical midnight (laughs) snack, the country breakfast and the large Coke. (laughs) Well, Matt was, of course, uh, doing an impression of the golden-voiced homeless man who is sweeping this nation. The video is the first viral video hit of 2011, and in case you missed it, if you are one of the few, uh, take a
3: listen. Hey, I'm going to make you work for your dollar. Say something with that great radio voice. When you're listening to nothing but the best of oldies, you're listening to Magic 98.9.
0: Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you.
3: And we'll be back with more right after these words. (laughs) And don't forget, tomorrow morning is your chance to win a pair of tickets to see this
1: man live in concert. (laughs) So yeah, he's basically. This is. I love a, how he
2: says the generic template for <laughs> yeah. for like what he wants
1: to now say. Now, if you're Ryan Seacrest, you gotta be shaking in your boots when you hear a guy like this because <laughs> it just exposes every. Just, I'm not a DJ, uh, all right, Logan. Yeah. I know you you might call me a DJ, but I'm a content provider. I provide I do show all the time, content. I call you. Yeah, I know, and it's annoying. <laughs> I provide opinions. I bring in guests. I do interviews. But this just kind of shows, it, it exposes the typical DJ for the insane hack that he is.
3: Yeah, you know, do you know who the real winner is in this whole thing? It's not even the homeless guy. It's uh it's Magic ninety eight point nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, They're getting
1: tons of yeah. free publicity. Uh, he doesn't even say what market it is. Smooth but I'm oldies. sure Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, smooth oldies. I'm sure somewhere out there Magic ninety eight point nine, some some program manager is yeah. like, What you fired that guy? <laughs> yeah. like,
0: yeah. They paid
2: for that. They paid for that product placement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all some he, big corporate He offered this man live in concert to, you know, a bunch of people, but nobody nobody no one else picked it. up on it.
1: But yeah, you, some program directors really angry. I can't believe you let that the guy with the golden voice go. But he he was doing tons of crack at the time. Yeah, but come on, it's show business. <laughs> Imagine how how crazy into drugs do you have to get to be thrown out of doing voiceover work? Like he's he's homeless, he's lying on the street, and still he's nailing these voiceovers. What more was he doing to his life that he couldn't yeah. <laughs> walk into a studio and read that copy for two and a half seconds? It must have been pretty insane. He must have really, really done some awful stuff. They end up interviewing his mom, 92-year-old woman, and uh, she, of course, talks about how he threw his life away with drugs and with alcohol. Your typical, your typical story of of someone, uh, you know, kind of being down on their luck and. But yeah, yeah, Matt and I were talking about it. it is, it's is—it's so shocking. I think what everyone's responding to, oh my God, homeless people, he had a skill. He's not crazy because especially out in LA, you're used to the super crazy. This guy doesn't seem that crazy. It seems like he just, I don't know, had a drug problem, lost his ability. It, it really, it feels like there's something else out there in the story.
3: Yeah, yeah. and, and to really to really appreciate this too, you actually have to see the video. Because when you hear it, if you just hear it, you're like, oh, wow, that sounds like grandpa. Right. But this dude, like, no offense to anyone from, from the Outback or Australia, <laughs> but, like, this dude looks like a, like an aborigine right. that just, like, got done wrestling like a crocodile with Mick Dundee. Yeah,
1: yeah I would say he's a close cousin to uh, when Eddie Murphy played Buckwheat on Saturday Night yeah, Live with that that's hair. That's a good one. He's just, just this giant, crazy hair. He claims to have been sober for two years, but if I'm sober for two years, I'm getting a haircut at some point. I'm, I'm, I am i don't understand how he has – he he was just that down and out and then he wrote this detailed sign to have voiceover work done. Yeah, yeah why didn't but,
2: his 92-year-old mom paper <laughs> haircut at least?
1: Well, because he would yeah. probably spend it on crack like he spent everything else he's done in his oh, entire yeah. life. And the, the hilarious part is now corporate America. Oh my god, we got a star. Corporate America has kind of turned into Hollywood in the sense that okay, hey, what this this uh this new world, this new media world's moving so fast. We just got to grab on to everything. This guy is getting piles and piles of job offers. So what is he getting right now? He's going to get a ton of money, a ton of money for doing simple voiceover work. And what's the worst thing to do to give a recovering drug addict? Tons of money for doing little or no work. This guy is going to be there with piles of money just thinking, oh, hey, I can have a little crack. My life's together now. Oh, hey, I can have a couple drinks. My life's together now. I think it's going to be a huge party. Yeah,
3: there's gonna be a huge party on his side of the freeway, his exit side of the freeway.
2: Yeah, sounds <laughs> like a happy ending to me. He's getting the no, getting yeah, pie I
1: need it too. If his cardboard box his is kid. a rockin don't come a knocking, yeah. I think uh, some of the some of the companies that offered him a job, one of which was uh, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. So I think that's kind of there's some irony there where this guy probably lived off that for his two years being homeless and now he's the product spokesman. When I was living in a box, I could only afford one valuable, reasonable meal, and that was Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I also like the the Cleveland Cav- Cavaliers uh, offered offered this man a job, this former homeless man. Which <laughs> if you're the owner, if you're the owner Daniel Snyder of the Cleveland Cavaliers, you got to be thinking. Oh, okay. Hey, what can we do to get fans into Yeah. Oh, it's a little short-sighted. Oh, hey, LeBron's gone. But, hey, do you guys want a jersey from the guy, the homeless guy in the video? You can get your picture taken. I could I get see them trying to work this into some sort of um, yeah hear, hear that campaign. golden radio
3: voice uh, <laughs> do play by play as the Cavs get like destroyed by 30 points.
1: They're uh, the Caval- Antoine Jameson with an airball. <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, are uh, they're not having a great season. But what can you expect after after uh, you know essentially losing LeBron James and their entire team? Uh, yeah, obviously things aren't going to be going well for them. Uh let's uh let's stay here on sports a little bit. I I feel like even if you're not a sports fan, you you got to you got to take a listen to this. Andrew Luck Andrew Luck is the number 1 pick. The consensus number 1 pick. He's a quarterback in college. He's from Stanford. Just lit it up in the uh recent bowl game. He's he's had a great season. Consensus number 1. This guy is going to be the number 1 draft pick. All he has to do is declare himself eligible for the draft. Seems easy enough, right, Logan? Right. <laughs> or is it? This is courtesy of ESPN. Well, Chris, Andrew Luck wanted to return to school. He enjoys the college experience. Yeah, of course you enjoy the college experience. You're an amazing quarterback having tons of fun. But you know what's a little more fun than that? Making $15 million a year on top of that. Like, how, how short-sighted are you? How crazy are you that mm-hmm. – <laughs> That everyone's dream, every red-blooded straight male in this country, is dying to be Andrew Luck so that you can become a professional athlete. Yeah. who is who is who's happy with, oh, hey, I'm not making any money. Hey, just think about all the money I'm making for Stanford. Well, who is that quarterback for USC that did the same thing? What? Oh, yeah,, uh, you're USC, talking about Matt liner. Matt liner. Yeah. Was was going to go much higher than he actually did, came back for a senior year, didn't have a dominating senior year, hurt his draft position, and didn't make the money that he should have made coming out. Mm-hmm.
3: Same <laughs> thing with uh, – was it Jake Looker or Jake Locker? Jake Locker, him. yeah. Like he was like – they were saying he was like – based on just like you know his physical tools, he was like uh... – a top top three pick, and now he's potentially out of the first round.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, the same thing. How can you turn up all this money? You have a great thing going for you. I mean, clearly he's just really smart. I mean, he goes to Stanford, so <laughs> we're just to, not smart enough to. Listen like, to some this. of his reasons. He told me that if he were to leave school, he would actually miss his professors. <laughs> oh my god! You know what's actually what what's interesting?
3: What's interesting about that is um, I was actually reading an article and. That's actually the the same excuse a lot of people that it takes six years to graduate. They, they say the <laughs> yeah. same thing, that they would actually miss their professors. So that's why they, they take six years to graduate.
1: Yeah, I think um, in Tommy Boy, I think that's why it took him yeah, seven exactly. years to graduate. <laughs> he was just such good friends <laughs> with the professors. Don't you understand? Okay, yeah, of course a professor is going to be your friend. Of course he's going to be nice to you. You're Andrew Look, for Christ's sake! What? <laughs> you know, you know what? Who else is gonna be really nice? Yeah. All the amazing hot chicks that you're gonna get to bang as a professional athlete. You want friendships? They'll be yeah. your friends, as as well as every person that comes into the sixty thousand seat stadium that you'll sell out every week if you just become a professional athlete.
3: Yeah, not to draw <laughs> too many parallels, but when when Andrew Luck. When he writes Herbie Hancock on a test, he actually gets that right at
1: Stanford. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, of course you're going to miss the college experience because you're the man. But you know where else you could be the man and get paid $20 million? The National Football League. Yeah. You miss your professors? You know what you can do? You can buy him a ticket to the game because you're making $20 million (laughs) a year, you idiot. He doesn't necessarily think that he's – Hey, your professor wants to go on an archaeological dig in Chile? Guess who's footing the bill? Andrew Luck, because he's making $20 million a year. Fully. Hey, hey, that gym teacher who wants to open his own his own little uh, rec center. You know who can fund that? You, Andrew Luck, if you decide to come in the draft. Formed as a quarterback that there are things he can improve upon before he enters the NFL draft. It's kind of funny. I spoke to John
0: Elway on the sideline
1: Real quick, uh, that's kind of funny. That's a reporter's way of saying, my God, this guy's stupid. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Being an objective, uh, like um, it, it, trying to come without a, like a, an, a biased opinion, they'll say, oh, hey, this is kind of funny. The, the pretense being, this guy's an insane idiot. I spoke to John Elway <laughs> on the sideline uh, at uh, the Orange Bowl, and Elway told me that uh, he doesn't see any flaw in Andrew Luck's team. So John Elway possibly w- – top 5 quarterback of all time or at least in certainly in the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Just gave his stamp of approval to the point that saying there's nothing you can work on in your game and you're still saying, uh, I'm going to I'm going to wait it out."
3: Well, <laughs> well he's, he's definitely a perfectionist. Professors. He's a perfectionist. Right. That's what it is, you know.
1: Yeah, he just wants to be perfect. Yeah. I mean, he just wants to be the best he can be, which as the number 1 NFL pick, that's what you would be. It it uh, as a guy who wants some dreams to come true, if someone just offers you that, how do you just turn that down and go, eh, "Not yet. I want. I want to feel things out." Yeah. What I, what kind of better situation are you waiting for? Really,
3: all he had to say too was, "I want to come back. I want to win a national championship, and I want to beat the shit out of every team we play. I want to. I want to beat Oregon." I want to beat you know everyone in the Pac-10. I want to run the table and then we're gonna shove it down whoever the fuck we play next year in whatever the fucking BCS game is. And if he came out and said that, I'd be like, that dude's badass. I can respect okay. that guy. All right. But some jerk off that's like, I'm gonna miss my professors. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I hope you break your leg Matt, and like, Matt, get, Matt. you know, tear your ACL and like. <laughs> you Matt, you don't graduated college, insurance. right?
1: Yeah, I graduated from. Uh, how long, from how long did it take you to graduate college?
3: Uh, four years. I probably could have done it in less if I would have been okay. smarter. But yeah.
1: All right. four years. Now. How many professors do you miss right now? Honestly, I don't even think I could name. A <laughs> I, yeah, I just and I actually liked. I, I liked school. Like <laughs> I, I had, didn't. I didn't mind college. I, I had. I talked to teachers. I was in a lot of small, twenty-person classes. I seemed to get along with them well. Got good grades. Have I ever thought about any one of those professors ever again? <laughs> no. First off, college is um, not. Doesn't help you in any sort of job sense for the most part, unless you, obviously if you're a doctor or lawyer, stuff like that. Oh, it's just insane. And you're going to the NFL. <laughs> you're ready to go. Uh, the the best part they go on, later on in the clip. They talk about he's still planning on getting his architectural design degree in 2012. <laughs> okay. Now yeah. Now we gotta sign this guy. <laughs> do you think you Do you honestly think? Andrew Luck, like, does he have a dad? Wouldn't your dad just – my dad's never done anything to me, but imagine that would be – what he would take the belt out. He'd be like, what are you doing? You get drafted, and you just get drafted. If you want a design job at an architectural firm, you know what you can do? After you're done playing the NFL, you can literally walk into any architectural design firm and go, hey, I'm that – remember that star quarterback? I'm that guy. Can I have a job? Yeah. Oh, wait, you didn't finish college? Guess what? We don't give a shit. You're famous. What? A, they'll. They'll still. He'll still be able to get a job. Or if he's really that desperate to go back to college.
3: Yeah, he, he needs a. He needs a logic professor to sit him down and like walk <laughs> him through the steps yeah. of how <laughs> retarded he sounds.
1: Life coach. This guy needs a life professor. Yeah. Well, now Matt. Um, I've noticed recently that uh, you're doing pretty well at your uh, at your life, Matt. Uh, no long, <laughs> no longer. I uh, I was roommate. I noticed you're doing, you doing right. pretty well at your life. Right. Well. I, I felt like life was a, a good word to transition off. Matt Sullivan, he's making his own dreams come true. Unlike Andrew Luck. Now, Matt, you've had the uh, the opportunity. You I, I don't even call you an aspiring screenwriter anymore. I remember when we were living together, you were hammering away at your scripts. Uh, you moved in with your writing partner, got even more serious about the scripts. Then things started heating up for you. Now now I noticed you're selling scripts. And uh recently you were uh, this summer you were out there um filming a movie you want to you want to yeah. fill in the audience
3: the great state of michigan um you know had a good time uh, the movie's called 30 minutes or less it was a it was a great experience um I've actually already seen like two cuts of the movie it's a, it's an action comedy and uh I think it's going to be huge it's coming out this summer and it's uh, it's a really funny really funny like well put together cast i mean start, start it's got start something to it's got throw, something throw, throw the names in yeah. man come on all right, so uh, Kenny Powers, Kenny Danny Powers, McBride's Danny McBride, yeah, he's in the movie, he's great. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg uh, from Zombieland and Facebook's in it, he's phenomenal. Uh, Aziz Ansari from Parks and Rec and uh, He's like... awful, right? No, no, he's fantastic, <laughs> I know. great dude, very <laughs> hilarious. And uh, Nick Swanson's amazing in it too. He's a really funny guy.
1: So now you got you got all your ducks in a row. What is it? Was there ever a, a like an uh, aha moment? Did you ever feel like, oh man, I, I made it? Now I know you you've sold some other scripts before that. Was there ever a moment like, oh man, this is exactly what I wanted? Because I know, you know, I've known you for a long time. You came out here uh, probably like seven years ago, something like that. We did stand up together for a long time, and then you kind of took the path of uh, focusing on writing and writing films.
3: Um, to be honest, I feel like the 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 real the truth is is that I think. Uh you get like kind of beat down so much like through and like gets told no so many times in the process that by the time you actually get told yes by someone no matter like how big or whatever it is instead of being like having like this like amazing rush of like yes like i'm so excited you're just like it's about fucking time like <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. you fuck everyone else like <laughs> yeah. you know like you don't i don't i mean i i i think there were smaller victories that happened along the way and then more frustrations that came in between, so that like, uh, yeah, like by the time by the time you actually do that kind of thing, like th- that actually happens, you're just like, yeah, it's that's fucking yeah. Idiot.
1: You're like, hey, I've been putting out quality scripts, I've been writing good stuff. It's about time uh, yeah. some of this
3: gets made. Like you know, I don't, I don't even think I was like, okay, cool, sweet. <laughs> Fucking next time. So never, it never, it never,
1: has it ever sunk in? Like when you're sitting on the movie, do you got your, uh, you got your name on the back of a chair? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was, I, you know, the first day you're there
3: and you're like, wow, this is cool, this is like foreign, this is really like interesting, but then yeah, and then it just becomes like, yeah, this is just day-to-day work, like comes a regular job, twelve hours a day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember, I mean, it's like anything else. Anything I remember else talking like... to you about. It, I was like, oh, how's the uh, how's the How's the job going or how, how is it on set? uh, you know the days are really long, and stuff like that where if you told yourself that five years ago that you'd be complaining about a twelve hour day yeah. on a, on a set of a movie you wrote, you'd be like, "What are you crazy but then it it's just kind of slowly your perspective changes yeah. as you do it, and then yeah okay well yeah. i know I know you're doing good, Matt, because when I go back home. You're one of the guys like everyone's like, hey, are you successful yet? Are you famous yet? No. Do you know anyone who's successful? I was like, oh well, my buddy Matt's uh, just made a movie. They're like, really? Like, yeah, that's a good icebreaker with women. Has that? Has that? Helped at, you?
3: Hopefully, you're getting laid off of that.
1: Um, no, I'm trying. I've got okay. some numbers. I was like, it, literally, if you come out to California, I'll hook you up with a known screenwriter. I've gotten. You laid know, you know, ass Randy. Ass. This guy wrote a script that Randy's going to be in. They're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Wow, you know all the stars. I'm like, yeah, sure do, sweetheart. I'm the next one. <laughs> and then they're like, really? I'm like, no, but I know this rapper, Wax. He Stuff's really blown up for him. <laughs> like, it's just me saying guys that, no, no, really, I'm friends with them. And yeah.
3: Well, you I, maybe eventually you could get, like, the, uh, uh,
1: like the trickle down. You right. know what I mean? That's what I'm looking for. Is that, have you noticed a – Vaginal um, Reaganomics. Yeah. Matt, throwing the conservative politics in I, it. No, anymore. I, I do, now, Have I, you yeah. noticed, is it a big change as far as, like, at a cocktail party? Let's say you're hanging out in San Francisco. You're just at a cocktail party. You introduce yourself to a girl. And, um, you know, instead of saying, hey, I'm Matt. I work at this uh, company. It's my day job. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm a screenwriter. Is it easier to talk to girls with that as a line?
3: Um, no, only because I'm still, like, the same guy who doesn't like talking to
1: people, so. So you haven't noticed there hasn't been a light switch, and now like, oh man, girls really want to hang out with me. It hasn't been a lifestyle change to you? No, because the truth of the
3: matter is, I don't think I even really like talking about it. Really? You know, well, I mean, like talking like this is fine, but like if I was meeting someone, I don't, I don't like opening myself up to like superficial, like, unimportant questions like that. I mean, then it just becomes, like, the whole same thing. Like, if someone was, like, to be impressed that someone's a doctor and then they have to talk about how they're a doctor all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. Well, to same me, thing.
3: it's, like I said, like, I don't get excited when anything happens anymore. And I definitely don't want to talk to someone random about something that they don't even – a world they don't understand. Because then it just opens itself up to so many other questions about, like, how does it work? You know, like, like, people are like, oh, I've always actually wondered, how do you sell a screenplay? Like, oh, so then I've wondered – you know, I've also wondered, like, uh, when it gets bought uh, – how does it actually go into production and and what does actually production entail and and then it just this becomes is a like 10-hour conversation involves like,
2: like hundreds of employees yeah. thousands
3: and it's like you know you're really not that interested. <laughs> please don't ask me these questions. so
1: I would rather not even like discuss that kind of thing so, so you're you're not that really stoked about it. There was no like great aha moment has has it made you any happier? <laughs> no yeah, I'm totally happy. but I was always happy I feel like. <laughs> All right. Uh,
3: even though I said that there, you know, you get beat down and you get like fuck it, whatever. But like no, i feel like I've always been happy.
1: Okay. Yeah. What All you right. disagree with me? No, no, no. Okay. I, I'm just I'm just trying to get a reading of uh, you know, what it's like to be successful. I'm I'm looking in the Put it this way, I don't feel any different than I
3: did okay. when you know, when we moved into the comedy garage and we're doing like stand up shows like
1: So your life your life, I don't your life hasn't different.
3: felt like it's changed even though no, you're a lot think, more successful. I think that's like the difference between people's that like I don't think I'll ever change like I don't there's nothing about like the world and stuff that I want that I don't already have you know what I mean like money just gives me a little more access to like do certain things but at right. the same time like I don't have like wants that like would lead to like like the kind of like destructive like I'm I'm huge I'm this I'm that go fuck you like you're nothing like that kind of stuff like I I would never actually become that person I don't I mean you know, record this now and play it for me like right. in five years when I'm like blowing lines off of the strippers' titties <laughs> and like you become just, the megalomaniac. You know, yeah, exactly. And... Like you know, like r- r- play this for me at my intervention. But, but like I, I mean honestly, like put it this way. Th- put it this way. You want to know how it's changed me? It's changed me in this way. Last year. I went out for New Year's. This year, I sat by myself on the couch <laughs> and watched The Wire. So, obviously, it's, it's, no, it's changed no, me Matt, in a totally why you, different way. No,
1: you're you're a uh, – I, I know you don't like
2: talking to people. That? We would have had you on the party bus, well, man. Logan, apparently you lost my
1: number. Oh, man. <laughs> now, Logan, you went out on a party bus New Year's Eve. Take us into that party bus. you hearing a lot of crazy stories coming out of the party bus. Take, crazy give us stories. a uh, give Jeez, us a put me uh, on
2: the spot. I don't I don't know any crazy
1: stories. <laughs> All right, well just make up some shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what what wow. happened on the party bus? How was it? Tell us that story about you and the three cool. girls.
2: Um, had a foursome on the bus in front of everybody. Nice.
1: All right, come on look, get real. What happened on the party Whoa! bus? Oh. that well, that's what happened.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What are you? Lo- what story are you looking for?
1: No, I'm not looking for anything. I thought maybe you would have a story from being on a party bus on New Year's Eve.
2: Well, uh, I pulled the old move of. Uh, <laughs> there's this other single girl on the bus, and I was just like, so. Uh, I mean, we were already talking, but I was sure. just like, so. You have anybody to kiss at midnight? <laughs> 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 no.
1: And I was like, me neither.
2: <laughs>
1: and then uh, and you guys, worked. you had a sweet New Year's kiss. Yep. Yep. I uh, Unlike Matt, I wasn't alone. I was <laughs> in a bar in New York. It was uh, me, uh, two of my buddies, both who have girlfriends, and one of their girlfriends was there. And so we're just sitting there. This bar is super crammed, super jam-packed. It's like 10 minutes before midnight. Just sitting there having a couple drinks, and then there's a couple girls, and you can tell like one of them was looking at me. She's like, Uh, Her friend comes up. This is like 10 of midnight. She's like, "Are you single?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm single." And she's like, "Oh, so's my friend." I was like, "Get her over here. Let's make out." And (laughs) you can tell, like, the friend comes over and she's like super nervous. She she was really kind of crazy, uh, super neurotic New York chick. And she just kept she kept asking me. I can't count how many times she asked me, "Are you married? Are you sure you're married? Are you sure you're not married?" I go, "No, I'm not married." Did you ever go to college? I go, "Yeah, I went to college. I went to Penn State." And, uh, that, you know, I don't mention I went to Cal State. It's much less impressive. <laughs> like, I went to Penn State. And she goes, oh, okay, we'll make out, just like in college. You did that in college, right? I'm like, yeah. So I, wow. I was like, like 10 minutes into knowing this girl, I was already angry at her. And then, you know, we we made out. And it was <laughs> it was super awkward because I went for tongue right away. And she could tell, she was like totally freaked out. And, uh, yeah, then after that, I was like texting people. And she's like, who are you texting, your wife? And I don't know. Maybe wow, something about dude. me. I know I look oh. – I know I look older than i actually am, but you do wear a ring on your left, right? But finger. that's oh, that's man. for good luck, Logan, and to oh, impress right. chicks. Yeah. Like, oh man, he's taken. I gotta get him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not married, but um, this guy apparently is, and apparently he has a uh, <laughs> great transition. <laughs> Thanks, Logan. Apparently, uh, Matt, you turned me on to this clip. Now, this is a uh, I think this is a uh, uncle and his nephew. Apparently, his nephew is posting some stuff on Facebook. About him being a gangster, he—it's like a young kid and the older uncle, and the uncle has had it up to here. He doesn't—he doesn't want the son posted about being a gangster, and he literally gives it to this kid.
0: This with all y'all people on Facebook, y'all parents, y'all need to, to stop all these senseless fucking crimes, all this gang bang shit. This my fucking nephew right here. <laughs> he ain't no gang member. We don't come from that shit. You tell him all that bullshit, but all the. That- Oh, let fake. All that's fake. But this ass whooping ain't going
1: to be fake. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, no, he, this, this uncle just talks in sound bites. It's great. Get that on
2: Facebook. <laughs> Wait, this is uh, He videoed this? Yeah. He's whipping and him he's, with a belt. Oh, yeah, that's and dumb. it's not. He's going to get in trouble probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, don't think
3: know. he could. The thing is, he's the uncle. So that's probably why they had the uncle do it, because he couldn't actually lose custody. He doesn't have custody. Oh, right. There nice go. loophole, yeah. man. Yeah. That's Maybe. how they
1: think. They Thanks. know the law. They know what's up. it sounds much worse than it is the kid the kid's like 17 years old and fully grown and just kind of getting i mean i'm sure it stings but it's not like the kid's getting the crap beat out of him
0: he definitely sounds
1: he definitely sounds like uh eddie murphy doing an impression of his uncle you don't tell me. I know you
0: fucking ass not. I was lying. I was lying. dang. And all the fucking killings and all that fake ass rap shit. Tell him. It's fake. Oh. We don't come from that shit. The war family do come from that bullshit. <laughs> and if I catch <laughs> you, if I go in that motherfucking catch you, any, any shit, anything, I don't give a fuck if You say happy birthday, go. I'm
1: gonna whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that He's not is even awesome. allowed to allowed to wish people happy birthday on Facebook. You were know what? Don't tell me.
0: Don't tell me. Now put that on this fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, it's it's so great.
3: Awesome. I it's mean, so- cl- clearly they don't come from that shit. I mean, you I, can tell just the way the uncle, the way he's, his grasp of the Queen's English, like, <laughs> you know, there's no way they could
1: come from that shit. There's just, it's not possible. It is a, it's a weird dynamic because obviously him humiliating the, the nephew and telling him to put him on his Facebook and then post. I mean, the kid must have posted it online or either the uncle posted it online. Yeah. So the, it, first off, it's, it's, it's weird on a lot of levels. One, that the uncle is this savvy in social media because it's like, oh, OK, I'm really into the Facebook world, but also still beat kids with belt. <laughs> yeah. it's a belt. I bet you that's not – if you had a Venn diagram of people who <laughs> still discipline children with belts and are very active in social media, that's got to be a small cross-section.
2: He and, did understand it better than that dad who was standing up for his daughter <laughs> uh, who was yeah. getting
1: made fun of. Right. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a clip online. I think you just search angriest dad ever on the internet, and basically it's a dad yelling <laughs> at the computer that – I guess oh, uh, a girl, great. a girl posted. Um, she had some problems, and then everyone started yeah. picking on her. She whatever. She was
2: like, "We already contacted the authorities." And, uh, yeah, <laughs> he was saying
1: stuff that just didn't. Yeah, make he had sense. no idea of how to record a video to send it out. This man <laughs> is very savvy, and <laughs> he's sending a message. Oh my God! Can you imagine how 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 teased is this kid gonna get oh, at God. his high school? How can you ever? This kid is humiliated to the nth degree. Let alone if that happened, but could you imagine your parents when they disciplined you, Matt, or or Logan, when they disciplined you? Can you imagine if they videotaped that and then not only did it become a a minor hit, like not only did a couple of your friends hear about it, but literally (laughs) hundreds of thousands of people saw it. Like, okay, hey, I'm going to college. I'm finally going to escape the video of my dad beating me on Facebook. Oh, no, hey, you're that kid whose dad won't let him use Facebook. (laughs) It's it's just got to be humiliating. But then part of me... As as weird as this sounds, maybe his tactics aren't right. Part of me likes that the uncle is that concerned about his nephew and saying, "Hey, that's not the image we pro- project to people. That isn't what we want people to think that we're gangsters or thugs or stuff like that." Maybe they had a run and where they had an uncle who got involved in that or whatever, and he's not a part of the family. Like part of it is he's kind of a sensitive uncle.
3: Yeah, no, I mean I I agree with that, but at the same time that guy's clearly not projecting like that positive of an alternative. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not like, it's that guy's like two shades from Gangster. Well, like, exactly. That, like maybe he, you know, I mean, he's not, it's, this dude isn't like, you know. Well,
1: it, it, there, is, there is some irony there.
2: Well, I also in, feel like someone wouldn't freak out that much unless they kind of lived in an area <laughs> oh, yeah, where they would.
1: I well, mean, maybe it's just the area they live I in. Mean, you know, I mean, think, think about it. The, the irony is pretty strong here. He's saying don't be a gangster. And how is he telling him not to be a gangster? By saying if you don't, Key, do what i want you to do i'm going to continue to beat the crap out of you yeah. which is what a gangster does they get their way by intimidating using violence yeah. so there is some irony there
3: and and i i know i said this on the other one but you really have to actually watch this video too because the guy's not even wearing a shirt the guy who's beating him <laughs> oh my is God. not wearing really? a shirt he's wearing like his <laughs> pants like literally almost completely off of his ass and his boxers are like popping up and everything oh, like wow. that like this dude is selling the (laughs) worst stereotype image of a gangster like the only thing he's missing is like like a 40 or like some like (laughs) like a gun like hanging out of his pants like this dude is not like it's not like he's wearing a three-piece suit you know like a brooks brothers tie or nothing this guy
1: is like shirtless right it it doesn't it's a cycle of violence Mm -hmm. well speaking of very very violent man that you might not want to uh He's been called a gangster in his own right. Mike Tyson is coming out with a new show. What channel, Logan? That's right, The Animal Planet.
2: Owns the Oprah Network? No. no. Oh, the, Animal
1: Planet. <laughs> the Animal Planet. There's a new show co- uh, coming out called Take It on Tyson. And it's, um, it focuses on Mike Tyson as a uh, pigeon lover.
0: I don't consider myself really a tough guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is what every tough psycho person says.
0: Nothing is more humbling Than getting your ass kicked. (laughs) The first day I fought, I must have been a 10-year-old kid. This is the most frightening day of my life. The reason for the fight was because the guy
1: ripped the head off my pigeon. (laughs) I mean, how crazy is this
3: other guy? It's just hilarious, too, to know that, like, that was what inspired... Like, that's basically... That moment set off Mike Tyson the boxer. A guy ripped a head off a pigeon. Like... Fuck the fighter! I want to see the Mike Tyson story, so I can just so I can see the movie version of the scene yeah. where the guy rips the head off of a pigeon, and then you you get you know what is Mike Tyson?
1: And and who does that? It, what is he it, hanging out with Ozzy Osbourne as a ten-year-old kid? Like <laughs> yeah, who rips exactly. the head off a bird for no apparent reason?
3: Yeah, he was, he was hanging out with the wrong crowd. He should have been hanging out with the, the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2. Exactly.
1: Seriously. She would have given him a turtle dove. There's there's very sympathetic pigeon people out there. He was running with the crowd, yeah. the wrong crowd from the beginning.
0: First thing I ever loved in my life, the pigeon.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, admit, that's man. a
1: dope beat. That is a sweet <laughs> hook <laughs> and a sweet story about Mike Tyson. He is, a, he is a he's he's fascinating uh person. He, he, everything you learn about Mike Tyson, it's weird. Everything is like, "Oh my god, that's crazy about Mike Tyson." But that makes so much sense. Yeah. His connection to animals, his his um all his weird addictions, his issues with women, he's been through tragedy after tragedy. He, he lost all his money. He went to jail. He had his daughter uh, strangled on a uh, on like a cord. On a uh, on a treadmill, like a treadmill was hanging around. There was a cord hanging off to it, and his small daughter got strangled on it. Like he is he's the greatest fighter of all time and the most tragic figure. And um, yeah, it's I don't know. I'm constantly fascinated by Mike Tyson. Very the, poetic, Sean.
3: Yeah, the part I'm really looking forward to in that show is, and you know this part, there's going to be this part when they happen, when the show goes on. There's going to be a part where he talks about why he loves pigeons so much. <laughs> And he's going to list the qualities that a pigeon has <laughs> that he loves about a pigeon. And it's not even going to be remotely true. It would be like a pigeon is very trustworthy. A pigeon is there for you when you have problems. When you look into a pigeon's eyes, it just can see into your soul. And <laughs> you just like well, literally right. if, rattle if you, off if you, if you dumb shit that's not even true about pigeons.
1: If you kind of know – any, if you study human psychology at all, there's definitely a correlation between – People who are abused or people don't have father figures or, or parental figures and people who really love animals. So you, you, it's just, oh, okay, the people that are super attached to dogs or super attached to animals. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. Your mom wasn't around. Your dad wasn't around. Yeah. So you love this Siberian Husky. But, yeah, the the fact that Mike Tyson chooses pigeons, it, it just makes it all the more interesting. <laughs> What's not normally interesting is uh, the Rose Parade. Never, never an entertaining moment. But thanks to YouTube and thanks to uh, people just watching boring stuff and posting hilarious clips on this, uh, we got this. These are two, two old. I don't, I don't even know who their names are to be honest. But they're they're announcing the Rose Parade, and this uh, this lady makes a comment that you, uh, it's it's pretty funny. The faces used to be done with flower petals, but flower petals decay. She's talking about uh, one of the floats. It's these, like, giant dolls.
0: Much, much like a few faces do have done... Jim Hynde, yeah, and voices too, I'm so sorry. Jim Hyde came up with the crushed walnuts and other ideas of using nuts to keep the faces looking good. Look, I'm look going to apply some nuts to my face this year. <laughs> I'll tell you a plastic surgeon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I listened wow. to this a couple times. I can't tell. That's was the funny. other guy in on the joke? Did yeah, he, I don't know. I I feel like as a, as a guy, you can't miss the nuts on the face line.
2: Yeah, I he mean, was nuts. pretty sly with
1: it. If he if he
2: really knew what he was saying.
1: Right. He wanted to uh he wanted to keep it under the radar. I'll tell but you he what. He did
2: come off as a geek who was just kind of yeah. like, yeah, you could have plastic <laughs> surgery put nuts in your face like <laughs> peanuts. <laughs> yeah. I'll
3: tell you what. If he didn't get it then, he definitely gets it now.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Once he once <laughs> yeah. saw that going, well, no, viral, once he, no, once he hears the green room, he's going to be oh, like, right. "Oh, that's on the face." He's one of the many people right. that tune into the program. Now, Matt, uh, we're going to get a little political here. I, I know you, uh, you enjoy politics. You enjoy debating it. Uh, recently, economics.
3: I'm more on economics, but yeah, okay. it falls into the same sector. Sure. Somewhat.
1: Well, this is a this is a more political event. But a, recently, the uh, commander of the USS Enterprise, a video leaked of uh you know it's a it's a navy ship and um i guess they made some skit some uh quote unquote funny video which the, if you watch the full video i'm going to spare you guys the the brutality of sitting through <laughs> the entire 4 minute clip of just it's an awful navy skit it's something that you and your your jerk off buddies would do in high school and say oh hey it's funny it's just and it's just like awful jokes about masturbating and i don't mean awful as in like oh my god these are tasteless and bad it's just bad as in poor quality like not funny at all (laughs) there's a montage of hey we all know what we do when we're out on sea and then they have like a guy with a stuffed chicken choking it (laughs) it's but it's just like it's really really bad but it's a it's an admiral trying to make jokes he's trying to make light of the situation of being stuck out on sea and of course this video leaked and there's some uh Homophobic comments in there, and this guy has got relieved of his position. Here's here's a little sample.
0: This evening, all of you bleeding hearts, and you fag swole boy, why don't you just go ahead and hug yourselves for the next 20 minutes or so? Because there's a really good chance you're going to be offended.
1: <laughs> First <laughs> off, he's given he's given them a warning. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's just a warning. I,
3: I, I mean, I I feel like that like uh, absolves him from any kind of like. You know, problems that could arise. Right. So I've, been to, gave a warning. I've
1: been to adult sites. They give you a warning. If you continue, mm-hmm. it's your own. You know what you're getting into. Exactly. The reality is these guys are paid to murder other people. I, I won't even say murder <laughs> because it's not murder. It's war. But we're paying these people money to kill other people or to protect us from being killed. So you're going to send these guys out for 18 months at a time, six months at a time, whatever how long they go on leave, you're going to train them – to, to kill people, to sink other ships, to patrol waters, to do all this stuff, give them all that stress of just being with guys out on this carrier alone, and you're going to punish them for blowing off a little steam, making a stupid home video? And, yeah, okay, yeah, if the, if the work environment is really that awful and really that bad, then fine. Deal with that internally. But I, I don't like this world where, oh, hey, this guy is just trying to have fun. He's he's clearly not trying to do anything malicious why is he Why is he losing job over a stupid skit?
3: I mean, he's probably. I mean, he's he's just kind of like a scapegoat. Like people like you know manufactured outrage. People pretended to be upset. I'm about
1: outraged this. about outrage. No, but yeah,
3: exactly. I I'm agree. outraged
1: about outrage. You're not that angry. You know, we 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 have people killing terrorists. We have people that they're doing that. And so yeah, if they're gonna curse and 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 hey uh, shoot up some barracks or do what do some hijinks, you know, they're gonna. <laughs> they're going to uh what was that um was it in Guantanamo Bay where they were posing with the prisoners and and um what was that oh uh, you're talking yeah, about Abu Ghraib yeah, Abu Ghraib
3: yeah 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 sure so <laughs> some of that shit was a little messed up but at the same like so the problem the well i guess the problem is is like you what you have to look at it like is what's the root of it you know what i mean like in Abu Ghraib, there was, like, some kind of, like, sadistic kind of, like, shit going on. This guy's just trying to make bad jokes.
1: Right. But, like, I, I know, mean, like, Abu Ghraib like, is the are,
3: extreme. You know, while, while most of the people in the military are good, like, you know, good people that are just, like, want to defend the country, there are probably some, like, fucked up people that literally just want to kill people. Like, and those people, <clears throat> you obviously need to reprimand it. This guy's not one of them. But the the thing that sucks is that the military is, like, the only job where you can't fuck up. Like you Like, you fuck up once in the military... You 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 basically can kiss any like legitimate shot of like c- a career path goodbye like you know then I mean that's why there are people that you know eventually reach a point where they get out because like you you know there's certain things where like and it, it doesn't even have to be major it's just sometimes someone's got to eat the bullet and like you know you know fall on the bayonet or whatever whatever kind of cliche you want to say but like. You know, someone's got to own up for something that goes down, and you might not even be completely responsible, right. but your whole career can just be fucked because of one small thing, and it's stupid because it doesn't happen anywhere else. And right? It's just, yeah, it's really and I guess
1: dumb. I guess it is a, it is a bizarre career in that, okay, especially if you're engaged or you're deployed. Hey, some stuff is gonna go down, and you you want to back? You know, you're probably caught in this uh, in this. Uh, this weird, weird zone where, Hey, I want to be loyal to the soldiers out there and, and not kind of cross the line. But Hey, let's say there are, there are crazy people that are probably drawn to the idea of, Oh, Hey, wait, I can go and, and fight people and get involved. There are people I'm sure Mm -hmm. that are drawn to action or when they saw you know, crazy stuff going down or us deploying or they see battles like that.
3: And there's nothing wrong with having those people in there. Like there's a certain mindset. (laughs) No, there's a certain mindset they can do it, but it's a matter of being able to differentiate between the two. And like, like you're saying, like, uh, like if you're like do, doing things like in a legitimate fashion versus like, uh, you know, kind of torturing people, like, and <laughs> right, torture. And, and obviously, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to torture with a purpose, but torture for your own like amusement <laughs> is obviously like messed up.
1: Right. If you're basically what Matt's saying is, if you're gonna torture someone, at least try to get some secrets out of them
3: as well. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know and uh the i I three think people they waterboarded like you know
2: First off, well, thing waterboarding's not torture, no well, because it's not. the military deal does deal with death and stuff like that it, they they definitely want to try harder to keep their integrity, whether yeah. that means punishing some people who kind of just slip <laughs> up, they're not bad people, you know
1: that's a yeah. good point, Logan I mean, that Hey, this is serious business, so let's try to keep that up. I think yeah, exactly. I think when it comes to stupid comedy skits, we're drawing the line a little too far, yeah, Abu Ghraib yeah, that's fine if you're if you're just if you're just doing it like Matt said for the sadistic purpose or just to get off on that, then yeah, that's obviously that's not where we should be going,
3: yeah, here. and I want to say too, like you said like uh is not torture, it's not torture it's uh it's interrogation and like mm-hmm it's it's maybe it's just it sounds like it's just semantics, but the truth of the matter is there's a difference between torture and interrogation and i feel like torture the root of torture is your own sick pleasure out of like inflicting pain on someone whereas interrogation is is uh is you know a per- there's a purpose right to get information exactly and like the fact that people like the fact that people claim that people say stuff under direct it's just it's it's like for the most part unfounded like there were there were numerous attacks that were in, and plans that were saved. From, like, you, the waterboarding, think, but
1: no one no one wants to report it. How do you think we get all this information just yeah. from asking nicely? Yeah. I mean, I was, mean that's I, – I love – even – okay, waterboarding, all right. Maybe maybe there's an argument against that. But they have uh, – they've done stuff where, like, okay, you're not going to tell us? All right, we're going to go in the other room and kill someone. So they'll go in, fire a gun, yeah. and then come back and go, we just killed him, you're next. Yeah. And, and you don't want to use that? To, all right. Okay, you want to talk about here's,
2: – um, Here's the thing, too, though, is I – I'm not an expert on it, and I definitely don't know, and I think if it does work, then we should use it. Yeah. But I've heard and read a lot that torture generally doesn't work. I don't know if what you just said would work. Well, here's no, the thing. They, who, writes like report, waterboarding, who
3: writes a report saying just, waterboarding doesn't work? How many times is waterboarding done in the world? What's the sample size? Who's basing this report? Who's coming up with yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Report? I don't and, know. And, and what is it? Is it like – is it, like, the Center for Human Human Studies uh, in conjunction with, right. like,
2: the Communist Party of America? Right. like no, no, no Some jerk-off
3: pussy that, like, is, obviously has an agenda, like...
2: Well, they say that if you torture someone, they'll give you information, even if they don't know it. They'll just say something. Yeah, so but that stop. implies
3: innocence. That implies innocence. That's saying an innocent person will make up things if they're not, you know... Yeah, an innocent true. person will say things to stop torture and make up, like, stuff. Whereas well, if you have someone that you know did something... They're, they're, you know, they're more likely. Plus, the thing too is, is, uh, and obviously it's a biased source. I mean, it's President Bush, and I'm honestly, I'm no fan of President Bush. I think he, you know, obviously a lot of the deficit problems that we have right now are, you know, his problem. Well, and, uh, and, the thing is though, is that he was when he was being interviewed by, uh, who's that jerk off that interviewed him? The first <laughs> interview. Who was that douche? Oh, Matt Lauer. Yeah. Oh, Matt Lauer. When he was being oh. interviewed by Matt Lauer, he talked about the fact that they only waterboarded three people. And that one of the people actually, this this was something interesting because they never reported it and you never knew. But he said that uh, one of the guys gave up a lot of information. And what ended up happening was he didn't give it up while he was under duress. Like he was not in between water pours, throwing out shit like we're gonna bomb the plane, we're gonna do this, we're gonna whatever. It was not that. It, what happened was is they waterboarded him to a point, and then at that certain point, he said, um, "Okay, here's the information." And what he what he I guess what he explained to them was that. His interpretation of Islam or whatever he you know, the the messed up interpretation that he had that he was using to become like a terrorist, what uh, uh, said that he basically had to defend his position and Islam to a certain point, to a realistic point, and he had to with withstand torture to a certain point. And then once he reached that point, he didn't he, he could say what sounds he wanted to. Sounds like great to. information. He Whoa. sound Whoa. he could say what he wanted to.
2: And sounds he, like and it just changed my position.
3: And <laughs> and logan. <also, laughs> but so then what, what the guy actually told them, he told them, he said, he said you should give everyone else this same opportunity meaning not not meaning that like you know Meaning whatever, you give meaning
1: them the opportunity that you push them far enough from, from with, you know and it. they crack and then it's not betraying their yeah, religion yeah exactly this is why we should use waterboarding it's not torture because we use it on our own uh, navy seals part of the mm-hmm. navy seal training program at some point yeah. they, they are given a waterboard or they're waterboarded because They're kind of simulating, okay, what if you get taken overseas? What if you're kind of – what if you're captured? And what if they torture you? This is a way we're going to prep you because you don't actually do any serious damage. You just give them the sensation that they're drowning without actually drowning. That sounds like a win-win. Yeah, and the crazy thing too is like –
3: I mean as a kid growing up, like I used – my family used to vacation in North Carolina like for weeks at a time. They're going to go – And dad used to waterboard. (laughs) No, as a kid, I, I waterboarded all the time.
1: Yeah, where you push yourself. No, no, actually, no, that was boogie boarding. Sorry. (laughs) But, you know, I do have fond memories of it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's quickly get the – That's joke of the uh, evening. A little lighthearted as we wrap things up here. This is uh, Justin Bieber, everyone's good friend, was uh, recently photographed with this uh, Selena girl, and uh, Bieber Nation did not react well to that.
0: But the proof that some of the Bieber nation is not too happy with this possible relationship is the fact that Selena started receiving loads of death threats on Twitter. Yes, sadly, that's what's going on. One <laughs> fan tweeted to us- ST- This
1: seems like a really sad report with like the techno music bumping in the background.
0: If you are the girlfriend of Justin, I will kill you. I hate you. And then another warned to stay away from Justin with another believer tweeting that she's gonna kill herself because she just saw Jelena kissing. (laughs) Now, what is up with all of this hatred, you guys? I mean, so much for the theory that the peeps with Bieber fever were okay with Justin dating Selena. So if you're a big Bieber fan, like we are here at Clever TV, I mean, have you seen the amounts of news stories we do about him? And for all of you major fans, it's time to speak up and tell those other fans to stop posting death threats like this.
1: I just love this. Oh, hey, this is a this is a hard-hitting news story. Death threats. And it's just guys, please, stop doing the death threats. We're going to still pump this techno music the entire thing. But I I got to say though, <laughs> if you're going to get death threats from one one group of people, I think um Justin Bieber fans via Twitter, I think is possibly the least threatening death threats you'll ever yeah. get.
3: I'm just really lucky that they didn't have Twitter when I was a kid cuz I totally would have said the same things about Joey <laughs> McIntyre's girlfriends. <laughs> or, no, actually, I, I take that back. I was more into Jordan Knight.
1: <laughs> new Kids on the Block reference. Uh, Matt closing it out. All right, Logan, let's wrap things up with the first haiku of the new year. My
2: uncle spanked me. <laughs> Mike Tyson loves his pigeons. Military fags.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, Logan. Nice work. And uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in the Green Room. 2011, big things are coming, and uh, we appreciate you guys checking it out. We do it live every Thursday, 8 o'clock on LATalkRadio.com.
2: Thank you for listening to the green room with Sean Green subscribe on iTunes and be sure to check me out at documentarylabel.com